Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Gustavo Scarpa is set to leave Nottingham Forest and he is being shoved out. Welcome to your latest transfer news. Good morning, good evening or good night wherever in the world you are. Whatever time of day you're watching this, hope you're having a fantastic day. And welcome to your latest Nottingham Forest transfer news. In today's video, we're going to be talking about Scarpa. I've got a lot to say on this matter. There's also a link with a left back slash left wing back slash left midfielder from Juventus that we'll touch on as an incoming. And before we get into all of that, please don't forget if you're new here, well, if you're not either, just hit the like button. This is the bit for if you're new, subscribe to Forest Fan TV and hit that bell notification so you don't miss any of the latest and breaking Nottingham Forest news. All right, let's jump into this and let's start with Scarpa. So Scarpa, who joined Nottingham Forest last summer on a pre-contract, who then actually joined Forest in the January transfer window last year on a free from Palmeiras, has made two or three appearances nothing much at all, not been given a chance in the team, and is clearly not fancied by Steve Cooper. Been cleared seasons day one, man. He's been shoved into a hard game like against Man U game, for example. He was shunned to the Blackpool game in the Cup last year, and he just hasn't been given a run-in at all. Now, there's been talks about injuries, the crypto issues that he's had. He was granted time to go back to Brazil and get that all sorted out. But we were all expecting this summer and in this preseason that Scarpa would be given a run out. He is probably one of the best passers of a football in our club. And yes, I know the bar isn't exactly set high by that. So why? Why is Cooper shunning him out? And the, the headlines all read that Forrest are willing to let him go. 
I'm not buying it. This is a Cooper decision. It's clear, it's plain, it's simple. And Scarpa is being shunned out, I think, personally, by Steve Cooper. And he's made Cooper's made plenty of mistakes in the transfer window over the last 12 months. And this isn't a bashing on Cooper. This is just purely observations on what I've seen. He didn't play Bade at all when we brought him in last year. And then what does Bade go and do? He goes and wins the Europa Cup with Sevilla. He clearly wanted Chris Wood. I mean, literally the ink wasn't dry on the contract and it shoved him into the team. It's the same with Shelby. Those two players come in and no one wants to see him in a forest top. Well, maybe some do, it's up to you. But the majority, I believe, are not interested in them. But the point is, these were the Cooper transfer signings. So, do you really want to trust with what Cooper wants in his team? But it just just look at what's there. The best signing Cooper clearly made was obviously Morgan Gibbs White. That was his boy. So you can put that in the plus column for him. But Bade, Woods, Shelby, Scarpa, all for me, black marks against Cooper in terms of how who he wanted of those ones and who he didn't want. Same with Dennis. Clearly, Dennis wasn't a Cooper signing. I still believe there's a player in him. But the point here is that Scarpa himself doesn't want to leave Nottingham Forest. There have been plenty of offers for him over the summer and he has come out and said, not true, not going, I want to play in the Premier League. His interviews all throughout the last six months are about how he's willing to fight for his place into the team, get up to speed with what he needs to get up to speed with and fight and play for Forest. And it's just been clear now. That if these are true, and I'll talk about the links in just a second, that he's being pushed out. And I don't think it's from the hierarchy. Honestly, it's got to have come from Cooper. Cooper must have sat him down and told him he's not in his plans. Now, if you want to go with that, cool. If you don't, it's up to you. It's each of you are entitled to your own perspective and your own opinion. And for me, I don't understand it. How can you get rid of a midfielder in a position that probably most of the fan base agree we are lacking in midfielders, we are lacking in passers in this team, and you're going to shun him out and get rid of him? While we don't have someone to replace him, it's clear we're not going to go and buy 22 players this summer. So why would you get rid of a midfielder? It's the same with O'Brien. Why is he being shunned? He can still have a say in the team. I'm not saying start these guys necessarily. I mean, with Scarpa, I would. But the point here is, what if we get injuries? What if we find ourselves two months down the road lacking in players because of injuries and there's no one to turn to? There's no Scarpa there. If O'Brien gets moved on, no O'Brien. Then what's the backup? <clears throat> I'm getting angry. And that's the frustration for me. Where's the long-term thinking on this? It's... It's just not right. At least, at least give him a run of four or five games. If he's crap, then get rid of him. I'll sit on, you know, I'll die on my sword on it. Fine. But no, he's not been given the chance or the opportunity to actually come out and show what he's done. And if you don't believe what I'm saying, go and ask the Palmeiras fans. Go and see what they think of Scarpa. He won two awards at Palmeiras, player of the year in Brazil. And they still say that he was a better prospect than Danilo because he could hit the ground running quicker. And we have all seen how good Danilo is. So well, that's, what does that tell you about what Scarpa can produce? And I just fear the worst. If he is to go, we're probably going to see him flourish at some other club. That's the thing that annoys me. But what do you guys think? Do you want Scarpa to stay or do you want him to go? Who do you think the decision has come from? Is it the club? Is it Cooper? Or do any of you think that Scarpa's just had enough and said, I've tried. I've tried to do everything I can. 
and it's not working, I might as well leave for the beneficiary of my career. Get your thoughts in down below. But a point, well, the clubs that are linked, there's a few in Europe, but the one being pushed right now is the Olympiakos move to our sister club, if you like, and it's going to be a loan with an option to buy. And this, this in itself doesn't even make sense because the initial proposition from last summer was that if Olympiakos um, qualified for Champions League, Scarpa could have gone to Olympiakos. Even after they didn't qualify for Champions League, there was still an option for him to go to Olympiakos, but he wants Premier League football. Scarpa even said if Forrest got relegated, he's fine and willing to stay. Last season, he would have stayed and fought and helped us come up. His attitude with all the crap he's been getting, probably internally from the club, has been exemplary. And people talk about players with decent attitudes and that's what you want to see. They talk about Dennis having a bad attitude. You've got literally the polar opposite here with Scarpa. So how the hell can he be shunned the way he is? And how is this deal fair on him when he clearly didn't want to go to Olympiacos in the first place? Now, this is broken out in The Athletic. It's been all over the news. Well, not all over the news. I mean, it's not breaking news on on the main news channels, but you get what I'm saying. For the last 24 hours, this has been the talk. It's gathering pace, it's gathering momentum. I want to know what you guys think. Do you think Scarpa should be tried out? Do you think that the midfield is good enough as it is that he can't take a place from those midfielders and love him as much as I do? You can't say that the likes of Mangala and Yates are exemplary passers. They're not. Scarpa has a different element to him. The other thing on top of that is, God forbid, Morgan Gibbs-White gets injured. Who's our backup number 10? Well, there's only one person that I can think of in the team who can play in that position, and that's Scarpa. So why would you not at least have him as a backup to Morgan Gibbs-White at the very least? Get your thoughts in down below. All right, so let's move on to our next story. Now I've got that, that Scarpa rant off my chest. And let's talk about Kostic from Juventus. Kostic, who traditionally has been a left midfielder or a left winger, has been playing more as a left wing back for Juventus over the past year or so and is a really, really good player. Juventus are willing to let him go for in and around 12 to 14 million pounds, something like that. And he would be very well suited to the formation that Cooper's currently playing. However, he is over 30 years old. Well, he's exactly 30. And will the Premier League pace be still up his sleeve? And that is the thing that worries me about him. I still think he's good. I would be actually quite interested in signing him. But again, I don't understand the balance. And this is the thing that's been frustrating me all window. Why are we getting a left wing back when Einar seems to have settled in well? Kostic wouldn't come in as a backup. He would need to be in as a first team player. He's dropping from Juventus, who've got European football. They've, they're a big name club anyway. They can boast some stars themselves. Why would he drop into Forest not to start? He kind of would be the Perisic that of Spurs, how Perisic came in at Spurs and was converted from a left midfielder in his time at Italy and then back into a left wing back under Conte 
and then came to Spurs and did the same thing. And we did see him struggle last year. Now, I'm not saying because he struggled, Kostic would struggle. They're two different players. But what I'm saying is the events that led up to that conversion of the position are the same. And the leagues they've played in are the same. And when you're 30 and you're bombing up the whole of the left wing up and down in Syria, it's a lot easier than doing it in the Premier League where the pace is a lot quicker. So I'm not opposed to this one. I do rate him. He is a good player. But I probably still see him better suited in the Premier League as a left midfielder or a left winger. And that's where my confusion comes because it wouldn't fit into those formations that Cooper has been testing out over the last few weeks and months. And therefore, what would it mean for Einar? And also, what would it mean for Alanga? How do you fit those three in? You wouldn't be able to. Someone would have to be dropped. And if he were to come in, I reckon he would drop Einar out of the three. I think Alanga's probably going to start to get a run of games. But Kostic would definitely only even consider Nottingham Forest if he was a first choice. Now, I'm not saying automatic. No player should be an automatic first choice. But players do get assurances that when they come in, there'll be certain amount of exposure. Clearly, Scarpa didn't get that. Sorry, had to get that one in. But overall, this one I wouldn't be opposed to. I would have preferred someone slightly younger. I do think there are better links that we could get, but his experience could work well, but it does come with its risks. Get your thoughts in on him. Would you take him at the city ground or not? Let me know. All right, let's move on to our third story, and it is going to be about Brennan Johnson, as Spurs will not go away, and Jono is still being considered by Tottenham, and as competition to Kulazewski. It will be Kulazewski versus Jono, and this is what we were telling you guys when those links initially came up a couple of weeks ago, that although Harry Kane is going, and they are interested in Jono, it's not because Jono is a number nine. I mean, we clearly saw that on Saturday against Arsenal where we probably lost about 5 to 10 million on his valuation with his miss in the first half. He is still a right winger or an inverted right player in my opinion and he will be going to, if he goes sorry to Spurs, it will be to battle Kulusevski on that right hand side who has been in and out of form. But more importantly, the reason Spurs want him above all else is because with Harry Kane going, they now have to replenish that homegrown quota. And that's the point, the real main point about it. But he could be seen as strengthening them on that right hand side. They will most likely, as we saw them against Brentford, play with Richarlison down the middle, Son on the left. And then if, let's just play devil's advocate, they were to bid for Jono and get him, it would be Kulisevsky versus Jono on that right-hand side. Now, can I see Jono going for this? Well, I don't know. Because at the end of the day, we've seen and experienced what happens to Forest players who go to Spurs plenty of times over the year. Jenis, Andy Reid going Dawson. And now we're talking about... Um, Jono and of course last season Spence who went there and benched warm and Jono and Spence have great chemistry and I can't see Spence really giving Jono a glowing report about what's happening at Spurs. I still think Jono may consider leaving but I think he would want to go to a team like a Villa as I've said all summer because that team has European football, that team has a progressive manager and that's a team where he could already break into the first team whereas at Tottenham they may try to slow burn his development. I don't want him to go full stop, I'm quite excited about the thought of 
Awani uh, uh, up front, Jono on the right, Alango on the left, MGW in the hole, something like that as our front four with the two midfielders sitting in behind them being like a Danilo and a Mangala or a Sangare who we'll talk about in a second. But at the moment, it looks like Jono is still on Spurs' radar, but the clarification here, as we've told you before, is that it's for the homegrown reasons and to play on the right-hand side and not a direct replacement for Harry Kane. Now, moving on to Sangare, Forrest are still interested in him, but he we are not at the top of the pecking order. Loads of you have asked me for an update. The problem is there is no real update. At the moment, Sangare probably wants a bigger club, and there has been interest from the likes of Liverpool, PSG, Bayern, big clubs like that who have shown an interest. However, He's not their first choice in certain instances on this club. We've seen Liverpool trying to get Casado. We've now seen them move over to um, the Southampton player. I think they've had a bid accepted today of 60 million. So this is actually beneficial for Nottingham Forest. But at some point, Forest is just going to have to pull the trigger, put a bid in, get it accepted, and then try and woo Sangare. Try and make him forget about the game we had at PSV against him the other week. But if they fail in that, Forrest, if you're listening, Chelsea have given up on Tyler Adams with his £20 million relegation release clause. Maybe now is the time to sweep in because no one is really chasing him. And he is exactly what we need in that number six position. I said it at the start of the summer when I put my shopping list together. Tyler Adams, Sangere and Fafana, he's gone, so cross him off. Any one of those three would be perfect for Forrest. So let's see if Forrest can get one of those deals done. But if you had to pick between Adams and Sangare, who would you pick? Let me know in the comments down below. That, my friends, brings you up to date with your latest Nottingham Forest news. I'm sorry I ranted about Scarpa, but it really is pissing me off right now. The way he's been treated, the lack of opportunities he's had is unacceptable in my opinion. And I ain't saying I know better than Cooper. I was just looking at the track record over the last 12 months of the players he's brought in and of the players that have been shunned who have gone on to be decent. But get all your thoughts in down below. If you've enjoyed the video, please don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe to Forest Fan TV if you are new. We'll catch you later on the next video. And come on, you Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.